All right, you guys may be seated. A couple things before we get going. Uh, as we were singing, I just felt like the Holy Spirit put on my heart to say this, to say, don't despair. This isn't just for my heart. This isn't just for your heart. It's for us as a church, and it's maybe for you individually. I believe it's for every individual here or that um, even isn't here. The Holy Spirit wants to tell us, don't despair. Don't despair wherever we're at. Just keep hanging on. Hold on to him. The second thing I want to say before we get going is I love God does little things sometimes and it's kind of strange the way he does things. So how many of you guys knew before today that this school that we meet at is named the Eagles? Anybody? Okay. So on the way to church this morning, uh, and sorry if I'm stealing your moment of grace, Mo, we saw an eagle swoop down in the middle of the road, pick up a dead squirrel, and try and fly off into the distance, but it was really windy. And so we're watching this bird fly at about eye level, so, you know, about five, six feet off the ground, trying to get up and take off into the air. And uh, it was really, really stinking cool because we're in, the, you know, just driving down Harbor Point Boulevard and going like, here's this huge bird trying to take its prey up. It just wants breakfast, right? That's all it wants. And it, I guess it wanted squirrel for breakfast. And so it was trying to fly up and it was one of those crazy things. And then we come in and we see the Go Team Eagles. And I've made jokes in the last couple of weeks to some of my friends that, um, have you ever preached with like something behind you or something that's just like, it's just an interesting thing, but like Go Eagles, and I guess they have a volleyball team that's doing well apparently. So um, Go Eagles, Go, but it was just kind of crazy. Like we, we see this eagle and then we walk in and there's eagles. I don't know what to make of it, probably nothing, but I'm kind of a mystic and I just read into everything and I'm just like, ooh, what's this mean? Like, okay, God's with us today. So in that, I am going to actually uh, do something a little different today. I'm going to ask you guys to close your eyes. And I am going to pray this opening prayer over us. And I want you to listen to it. And then I'm going to uh, read from Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 1 through 8. So please close your eyes if you're comfortable. If you're not comfortable, I guess don't do it. Lord, give us life as we seek you in your kingdom with a whole heart. As we attempt to fear you and keep your commandments. Let our life be found in Christ, led by the Holy Spirit, as we walk in the arena of God's great mysteries. Ecclesiastes 12, 1-8 Remember also your Creator in the days of your youth, before the evil days come and the years draw near, of which you will say, I have no pleasure in them. Before the sun and the light and the moon and the stars are darkened and the clouds return after the rain. In the day when the keepers of the house tremble and the strong men are bent and the grinders cease because they are few and those who look through the windows are dimmed and the doors on the street are shut. When the sound of the grinding is low and one rises up at the sound of a bird and all the daughters of the song are brought low, they are 
afraid also of what is high and the terrors are in the way. The almond trees blossom, the grand grasshopper drags itself along and desire fails because man is going to his eternal home and the mourners go about the streets. Before the silver cord is snapped or the golden bowl is broken or the pitcher is shattered at the fountain or the wheel broken at the cistern and the dust returns to the earth as it was and the spirit returns to God who gave it. Vanity of vanities, says the preacher, all is vanity. All right, so this is kind of like a two-part sermon, by the way. Last week was enjoy your life, and then we stopped with remember your creator, and now we're picking it up with kind of the second part, like enjoy your life, Ah, here's some other things going on. And it reminds me of this, I remember when I first started preaching, I was awful, like if you think I'm bad now, I was awful back then. So, uh, I know you don't mom, so... uh, First, I started preaching. A friend was trying to relax me, and it was a good friend, somebody who knows me, knows my sense of humor, and my friend told me, don't mess this up. This is the gospel of Jesus Christ. You can't mess it up. People are either going to get saved or not saved because of you. Don't mess it up. And I remember going like, this freed me up. I was like, well, man, I can't save anybody. My words can't save anybody. That's the Holy Spirit's job. And it freed me up to preach to a certain extent. It was just one of a, a number of things that helped kind of free me up. Um, I don't know if you guys know this, but I am not powerful enough to really screw up the gospel. Like, I'm just not that. I don't have that kind of power. And so this don't mess it up type of encouragement, I found the boldness to go out and try. Feel free to mess it up a little bit. And yet, and still at the same time, preach and work towards not messing it up, right? Now that I've been in Ecclesiastes for a while now, and we have as a church, I feel that the preacher kind of in, in, in this uses the same type of encouragements. Uh, he uses the reality of death to do what? Just to make it all sad and gloomy? No, he uses it to encourage life kind of a dark way of doing it a little bit, but uh, we're emo. We live in the Northwest. We, we get it, right? It's like rain is our happy thoughts. Uh, not all of us, but some of us. It seems that when we face the reality of a thing, then we can get over the fear and truly live. When we get over the fact that we're going to die, then we can truly live. Just as I can't screw up the gospel and I can't mess with the power of God going out, at the same time, I'm also going to die one day. It's just the truth of it, right? I don't want to die. I hope it's years and years from now. I want to live until at least my 80s. But it is in these, with these types of encouragement that we can get busy living the life that Jesus has for us. Remembering death and the vanity and the frailty of life is obviously important as we seek to best to, to live the best life that we know how in Christ. Scripture is reminding us that, hey, this is real, this is a reality. And in this, we are to remember our Creator. That's what we're to do. We ended last week with a call to remember God who created us, that He created us, that um, He that long... Uh, 
that we end and God doesn't, that we don't have the longevity that God has. Our days are numbered. The light that we will see on earth is going to be outnumbered by the days we have in the grave. That's just plain and simple. But gods are not. We are created beings and he is creator. And it's a kindness that we are reminded of this fact. And I believe that the reality of death is actually meant to comfort us and encourage us into living life. In living life to the full like Jesus would want us to. In many ways as well, this study in Ecclesiastes felt like a study in Revelation. I found Revelation to be extremely helpful once you kind of get into it, go a little bit slower. But like when you just kind of read through it, it's just like, what the heck is that, right? I feel the same way about Ecclesiastes at times. And I was looking at this bleak scene and yet encouraged in the middle of the bleakness to worship God, to look towards my creator, to set my eyes on the author and perfecter of my faith, Jesus and marvel at his greatness. And even in this section, it's talking about the end of days. That's why maybe it would remind me of Revelation. That not in a a Revelation sort of way, but there are a bunch of unpleasant things that are mentioned here. And that reminds us that living comes with its pleasures. That's what we looked at last week. But it also has its miseries. It's got both. has both all the time. In this section before... This is start uh, before this started is saying that light is sweet. Light is sweet. And it was encouraging us to live with pleasure while we have the light of life in us. Well, the opposite seems to be said here that there is also bitterness and darkness. We get to enjoy life and have joy and seek after it, run after it and, and cultivate it as a fruit of the spirit. But no matter how hard we try, Not every day that we live will be enjoyable. And by the way, kids, I'm talking to you. If you can learn this at a young life, um, you know, I think Zeke's the youngest one in here right now. If you could learn this at eight years old, it'll be a valuable lesson that we get to. Oh, Zion's a month younger. I forgot. That's right. We beat you. Days. We beat uh, Rachel for the having a child (laughs) that time. That's right. I forgot. But if we can learn this, that, the, that, that, that we are going to have good days and we're going to have bad days and we get to try and enjoy everything, but not every day will be enjoyable. So we just get to live the good days in light of that and the bad days, the dark days and all the muddled days of gray in the middle. We get to do this. Remember that God is our creator and that we are his creation and He knows us and sees us. And if we can do this, it'll be helpful for so many things in life. It will help us do this, this one thing. At least it'll help us depend on him for each and every day. In the good and in the bad. Some of us are better at uh, relying on God in the good. And some of us are better at relying on God in the bad. But he's trying to teach us to do both things. It'll help us. As we depend on him, it'll help us pray. It'll help us cry out as scripture is always reminding us to do. It'll help us lean on Jesus for all that we're worth and and rely on his ways. And it'll help us search out what the Holy Spirit will have for us next in life. 
in the good and in the bad. We can have these things. We remember that God is leading us and we are walking. He knows what's next. We don't. He is our creator and he holds everything in his, in his hands, but we are dust. He is not dust. Our wisdom is finite. His is not. Our knowledge is limited. Even with Google, our knowledge is limited. His knowledge is not. We can't see tomorrow. You know who can? God can. Oftentimes, we have a desire. Raise your hand if you've had this desire to see the bigger picture of life. Yeah, amen, right? I was just journaling about this this week, not even thinking about this scripture, but just going like, God, can you show me the bigger picture? But even if we have a big picture for our entire life, just our life, right? Because that's all we can ask. If we have a bigger picture for what, just our life, we can't and we won't be able to see what God is doing in the lives of others. I think about our Christian brothers and sisters who are in Haiti right now, struggling and just trying to live life. They just want a meal in in Port-au-Prince, and it's really hard. I don't know what God's doing there. I don't know what God's doing in those individuals. I barely even know what God's doing in my life. We can't see the bigger picture all the time. And yet, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit see it all at all times. We are finite. He is infinite. This can lead us to a good place once we accept it. Once we accept it. Because then we're accepting a place of dependency on the Holy Spirit each and every day to lead us and guide us in this life. It's a place where we might allow Jesus works. And and when Jesus works, he works in a way that can surprise us. That can surprise us. A place of dependency is a good place. I, I always think it's, Better for us to live as if we're needy because Jesus comes for the sick, not for those that don't need a doctor. It's good to be in a needy place. And it is in God's presence that we find our wholeness. It is in unity with Him that we find comfort. In Scripture, we are reminded and encouraged to follow Jesus. Time and time again, Jesus told us to follow Him. And so often, we want the why, like, God, why are you doing this? How are you doing this? Or where are we going? And you know what? He doesn't always give it, and yet he knows. Having a section that asks us to enjoy life, followed by a section that reminds us of death and destruction, is simply the preacher's way. He has done this time and time again. It seems like so much of Ecclesiastes is reminding us of our limits, our limits of knowledge, our limits of experience, all these things. And it has a way of bringing us back to reality, but reality with God in the midst of it. The bridge of this section between enjoy life and death is coming for us all is this. Remember your creator. When we think about God and his ways, we need to think about Jesus. Period. We can best see the picture of who God is in the life and and work of Jesus. How he feels about us, how he acts towards us, how he acts in the world. And we believe that God so loved the world, including us, that he sent Jesus so that we might believe in him 
and not die, that we might find our life in Christ. When we think about the Creator, we might feel small, and I would suggest that that's a good thing because we are created beings, but we should also feel loved. Jesus loves us. Think of this, I was actually, after I wrote this sermon, I got to do my prayers this morning, and this is, I'm praying through the Psalms in the message version right now. And Psalm 103 says this, and this is a reminder, this is who God is. This is who we get and what we get to pray in our life. This is who Jesus is in our life. Oh, my soul, bless Yahweh. From head to toe, I will bless his holy name. Oh, my soul, bless Yahweh. And don't forget a single blessing. He forgives your sin, every one of them. He heals your diseases, every one of them. He redeems you from hell and he saves your life. He crowns you with love and mercy, a paradise crown. He wraps you in goodness, be beauty eternal. He renews your knee, your youth. I was thinking about my knees at that time because I would love for my knees to be re- renewed. He, re- he renews your youth. You're always young in his presence. Yahweh makes everything come out right. This is the God. When we think about our Creator, we can think about these things. Forgiveness of sin, healing from diseases, redeeming us, giving us life, crowning us, wraps us in goodness and beauty eternal and renewing our youth and everything comes out right because He's working it to the good of those who love Him and are called according to His purpose. This is what we get to believe. Because of His desire to be with us. He wants to be with us forever. And this is because of his great love for us. As we set our mind on the creator, let us be reminded of this. He wanted us to know that even though his love is for us, it's so great, great enough to go to the cross for us, die a painful death and rise again. Even though his love is that great, there is going to be good days of enjoyment and bad days where we find no pleasure in them. And he will be with us in both types of days. When we think about God as our creator, we should feel loved. And in that love, we should feel protected. Jesus shields us from so much of life. And in this, I think of Psalm 124 where it says, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side. If it had not been the Lord who is on our side, there would be so much more that would fall on us. He does shield us and he protects his children from things that we can't even imagine. Even in the hard times, I remember when like a hard time that we had, Hadassah was in the hospital. You know what? There was always somebody in the hospital with a harder time. And I bet you that those people that I thought had a harder time could say the same thing about other people. There's so much that he is shielding us from we can't even imagine. In this, we can praise him for his leading and his guiding, his shielding us from all sorts of evils that we can't even imagine. One of the things about this section in Ecclesiastes and in others as well is there's mentioned a number of ways that our days might not have pleasure in them. It's not an exhaustive list, but how many ways are there to have a day that is not enjoyable? 
It's just the way of it. It's the way of it. And yet we are protected from so much of this world's evil. We also consider Jesus. And when we, and I would suggest that when we consider him, we consider his kindness. His love and His kindness. Jesus is kind. He has compassion for us and He loves us. These baseline thoughts of Jesus are that He loves us and He is kind to us. And if we can root ourselves in these two things, that will be a powerful, powerful thing in our lives. It won't answer all our questions, but it will help us through the good times and the bad. We get to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit. This is what we get to do. Let us remember this. Let us remember him for his love for us. Let us remember his protection. Let us remember his kindness. And I can't think of, um, I can't help but think of another prayer in the Psalms. In Psalms 18, 25 through 30. To those who believe God is merciful and kind and humble themselves, to call on him, he will save us. And this is the point, actually. It's like, you're not all powerful. He is, as we consider the creator. Let me read this. With the merciful, you show yourself merciful. With the blameless man, you show yourself blameless. With the purified, you show yourself pure. And with the crooked, you make yourself seem tortuous. For you save a humble people. But the haughty eyes you bring down, for it is you who light my lamp. The Lord my God lightens my darkness. For by you I can run against a troop, and by my God I can leap over a wall. This God, his ways are perfect. The word of the Lord proves true. He is a shield for all those who take refuge in him. And this is what we get to do. Those who assume God is crooked and mean, they will think that that's what God is, no matter what he does. This too sounds a bit like Revelation, where God was kept on showing his grace over and over and over in the midst of these hard and trying times. And they said, no, we don't want it. We think you're mean. We think you're arrogant. We think you're rude. And yet God is just in his grace, his infinite grace, extending it to him. The same is true here in this Ecclesiastes. And we want to be saved, don't we? Amen. We want to be saved. We desire the kind of love and kindness and protection. And in that, we keep calling out towards our creator. There are many of these sections in Ecclesiastes that seem to contradict one another. And yet, here's another one. Enjoy your life while remembering death. There are different seasons of life and we need to follow Jesus and look to our creator in all of them. The good, the bad, the easy, and the hard. This is actually a significant thought. Jesus, in these different seasons of life, as we walk with him step by step, will allow for different spiritual development in each and every one of those ways that we walk with him. God wants us to work on so much in our lives. His gift of salvation is not just a one-time gift. It's not like a get-out-of-hell-free card and then live the rest of your life however you want. We do get to enjoy our lives, but we do get to, in that, even remember our Creator. This gift that God gives us of salvation, it is a new life. Every single step of it. 
Life with Jesus is not just one and done. It's a walk. Not only that, it's a way. It's a way that we get to walk. Jesus wants to make us whole and complete. He has started a good work in us, and he has promised that he will see it through to completion if we let him. There's an if there, if we let him. Each day is a new step. This is my prayer for us. Let us walk in it. Let us enjoy it when we can and trust God in not only the bad, but the good as well. Trusting that his love and his kindness will see us through. And that as we follow him, as we seek him with our whole heart, just like the prayer that I prayed over us this morning, as we seek him with in his kingdom with a whole heart, as we attempt to fear him and keep his commandments, we can't mess up our lives. We can't screw it up. We're seeking after him. And even if we feel like our lives are messed up at times, we can know that God is there. He's making all things whole. He can see the big picture as we consider days of evil and darkness, bitter darkness, and as we consider the sweetness of light. I pray that we hear the Holy Spirit's voice even today, that we may heed the direction of the Spirit's leading and direction for life, that we will yield to it, submit to it, walk in those ways so that we can have more of Jesus and that we can listen each and every step of the way. And that, as this reminds us, that we may remember our Creator at all times. Jesus, please seal this in our hearts. Please seal this in our hearts. Lord, give us life as we seek you in your kingdom with everything that we are. Lord, as we attempt to fear you and keep your commandments, let our lives be found in Christ and led by the Holy Spirit as we walk in the arena of God's great mercies, mysteries, and mercies. In Jesus' name, amen.